our greatest, greatest privilege in life, church, is to uh, learn to be a person who literally manifests the presence of God in their life. To have communion with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit longs to have a relationship with you day by day, moment by moment. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is a person and we can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is in all of us by the covenant of made by when we come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But the Holy Spirit, whether he is not upon all of us, he's in all of us, but he's not upon all of us. The challenge you and I have is to learn to be people who host the presence of the Lord as our greatest calling in life. To literally host the presence of God. While he is in you for your sake, I want you to understand this this morning, he's upon you for others. He's in you for your sake. You're saved, set free, but he's upon you for somebody else. Literally, you and I become atmosphere shifters when we walk in the room as we carry the presence of God. You literally walk into a room and you shift the atmosphere. Why? When you carry the presence of God upon you. Walking in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. On a day-to-day basis. As Peter walked, how many remember the story about Peter? Peter walked... And there was, there, the Bible tells us in, that he walked and his shadow, as he walked, his shadow touched those who were, being, who were sick. And when his shadow touched them, they were healed. Go figure. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it was his shadow? It was the presence of God upon him. It was the presence of the Holy Spirit that was upon him that when he walked by his shadow, Healed. Was it his shadow? No. Once again, it wasn't his shadow. It was the presence of God upon him that healed him or them or whoever. In John chapter 15, it says, Jesus says, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. How many are a friend of God this morning? Can we just say that right now? I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. There's a difference between servants and friends. I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. Servants are task-oriented. Their entire heart is to do what's on the list. I'm going to do this thing that's on the list. I'm going to get this accomplished for the master, accomplishing my assignment. Well, there's a big difference between servant and friend. You see, friends come with different place, a, a different approach, a different attitude of the heart. Say with me, the heart. It, it's in tune to the heart of God with our heart, and there's a heart connection. There's always a heart connection. It's from the heart. The heart is the center of our life. It pumps the blood. It is, the, it is that which flows. And matter of fact, the Bible says, from out of the abundance of your heart, you speak. That which you treasure, the, the abundance of the treasure within your heart. What are you, what are you keeping today in your heart? Servants are task-oriented. Their entire heart is to do what's on the list to please the master. But friends, they come differently. They 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 get the list done, but they they look they they look at what they can do beyond the list. They say they 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 know the heart of the father, so they they flow beyond the list. They hear the mood of the father, they know the thoughts of, of the one they're friends with. Do you know today the one who you are friends with? Do you know him? Let's open to James chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, let's open to James chapter 1, verse 17 through 22. It says this. I'm going to point out a few things this morning, and I, I know the Holy Spirit has been leading, orchestrating this for this week. Are you ready? I said, are you ready to receive the word this morning? So the, it says in James chapter 1, 17 through 22, it says, every gift... God freely gives us his good and perfect. Can you say amen to that? Every gift that God gives us is good and perfect. 
streaming down, streaming down from the Father of lights, who what? Who shines from the heavens with no hidden shadow or darkness and is never subject to change. That in itself gives us reason we should go back and praise him some more. Come on. No shifting shadows, no darkness, and he never changes, and he is good. Every gift he gives us is good. Verse 18, it says, God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his unfallible words so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of his creation. No, no, I'm his favorite. No, no, I'm his favorite. We're all his favorites. Every single one of us. He wants to have relationship with you, intimacy with you. He wants to know you and you to know him. He wants to know you. It says, let's go on. My dearest brothers and sisters, in verse 19, my dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak, and be slow to become angry. Verse 20, for human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. Verse 21, so this is why we abandon everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word. What do we do with a, say with me, sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word. What's the opposite of a sensitive spirit? I'll just tell you right now, when you dabble in sin, you become insensitive to the spirit. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure, all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word, which has been implanted within our nature. I want you to hear that. We absorb, we absorb, which has been, we, with the sensitive spirit, God's word, which has been implanted within our nature for the word of life has the power to continually deliver us. Let's go back, verse 21. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word. But get this, it's been implanted in you already. You're going to have to track with me this morning. Don't lose me. Don't let me stay with me. It's been implanted in you. Let's go on. Verse 22. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. Don't just come to church. Don't just open the Bible and read through it and go, okay, let's on to the next thing. It's more, than, it's more than just a daily duty. It is a life-changing instrument of God. It is his word that is alive and real. And we just read it's already implanted in you. We're going to dive into this more this morning. So don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for this is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become his poet, like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Isn't that beautiful? When you walk out the word, you are like poetry. You're like walking poetry, a revelation of the poetry of the love letter of God walking through your life. Come on, somebody. Let's go back. Verse 21. Emphasis this morning. Verse 21. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. How many? All forms of what? Wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's word, which has been implanted within our nature. When we are saved... How many are glad? How many saved this morning? Just raise your hand. Are you saved? Jesus, I received you in my heart. I'm saved. Man, 
then, oh, sorry, that alone should cause a shout in this place. Every time we come, sorry guys, my apologies. I didn't realize these guys keep me so loud sometimes. But let me tell you something. That alone should cause a shout when you walk into the room. I'm saved. I'm set free. I can't wait to praise him because of what he's already done. Come on, somebody. Do I hear guitar? I just heard a guitar. You heard it too? Maybe angel's still playing worship. The angel still got it. When we are saved, we are made new, a new creation. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Can you say that with me right now? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Say it again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. In other words, I have a new identity, I have a new home, a new father, the new rules to live by, new tools to functioning, new ways to go about life, new passions. Everything's been made new. God's word has been implanted within our new nature. We are gloriously saved. Now it's time to work out. Did you hear what I just said? It's time to work out. Let me, let me, let me expand on that. Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not, in, not as in my presence only, but how much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay, so wait, I, I thought I was saved. I, I am saved. I, I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But now I'm told I need to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. I need to work it out. What do I need to work out? Jesus, uh, let me give you a hint. You need to begin to work out what he's worked into you. I said you need to begin to work out what he's worked into you. Remember, we just heard, we just heard in James chapter 1, 21. Get rid of all this old life, the morally impure life, and all forms of wicked conduct, instead with a sensitive spirit, absorb God's word, which has already been implanted in you. Track with me. We've got to work out what God has worked into us, so now you know why it's important to read the word of God. It reveals the nature that is within you. His word is implanted within you. You've got to begin to work out what God's worked in. When we read and declare the word of God every single day of our life, when we read read it, we declare it, it reveals something. It reveals more and more of our identity, of our identity. It's a great commercial. When we read and declare the word of God, it reveals more and more of our identity. It reveals the heart of God, which also reveals the nature of which is planted within us. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. A brand new creation in him. I'm a partaker of his divine nature, and on me he will not impute sin. God's word shows us how the kingdom works. It shows us how we are to align our lives accordingly. The word hidden in our hearts reveals the mind of God. The heart of God and fans, the, the heart of God begins, it, 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 when we read the word of God, it begins to fan the flames. It begins to fan the flames within our heart and, and our behavior begins to change and revealing, it reveals our identity. We begin to align ourselves with kingdom behavior. So daily we work out what God has worked into us. So your, your spirit is brand new, but let me tell you what we have to work out. The soul still needs a workout. The spirit's brand new, but your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, it still has to be worked out. 
You got to work out what God's put into you. It's your soul that needs a workout. And you will prosper, the Bible says, even as your soul prospers. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. As we read the word and we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, as we read the word, then we walk it out, we renew our soul. It's when you read the word and walk away from it and forgot what you, the Holy Spirit was highlighting to you and you make no changes, your soul becomes, stays old and not renewed. So you can be saved and yet dysfunctional in your life because you do not allow the word of God to change your soul. You can be saved, but yet dysfunctional your whole entire life without the changing and the renewing of your soul. That's why men and women can be like an infant 35 years later after they've been saved in their emotions because they have not allowed the Spirit of God to bring healing through the Word and through His healing power. The renewing of your soul is your destiny. It is living life in its fullness. It's kingdom reality coming to you. And then you flowing. And it is, let's go back, it is the Spirit of God resting upon you. You have Him inside you, saved, but yet dysfunctional when the soul is not renewed. So therefore, you see, the Spirit of God comes upon those who are willingly, who are willing to jealously guard what He's already given them. I'm talking about intimacy with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about working out with the Holy Spirit this morning. Let me give you an example this morning. How many of you dink around with computers once in a while? And once in a while you have to put in some new software. Anybody ever put in new software into your computer? New software has been downloaded. So we have to go to the user's manual to see how it works. That's the bug about new software. You have to see how it works. And this analogy may not be perfect, but just track with me. In the computer industry, it's usually not the software that is the problem. Usually it's the user that has the problem with how to use the software. You know, I used to be used to that old software. I was really used to that old software, and now I have new software. I'm not so used to that one. I was used to the old software, but now I must familiarize myself with the new running software that I've been given. I've gotten a download. How many of you have gotten a download from God? It's the new software. But now you've got to open up the user's manual to see how that software works. Is anybody tracking with me this morning? So I, I, I can run and not, you see, I, I need to be able to to flow with the new software so that I can run and not be weary. I can run this software and not be weary. I can walk and not faint. I, I can walk with God without stopping. Once in a while, our computers get viruses. Did you, we see these viruses, they come up and you get warning signs, virus. And we have to run antivirus software onto our computers so that we can get into the flow once again and be productive. Just so, sin brings a virus to your software system. It's a virus. Because it, we, we, don't, we don't walk on sin anymore. We, we're, we're the righteousness of God in Christ. So therefore, I don't, I, don't, I don't 
flow in that old software package. I don't continue to sin. I'm brand new. I've got a new download. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm from another kingdom. I'm from another world. I don't work on this world software anymore. I work on the new world software called heaven. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. It's a new software package. You need to learn it. You've got to grow from it. And it's in the word of God. The antivirus, the anti-sin software is in the word of God. And it gets into us through our mind. And as we walk it out, it becomes engaged in the heart. You see the soul and the heart have a, and the spirit, they collide somewhere. Your soul and your spirit collide somewhere. It's called the heart. Your soul and your spirit. The unrenewed soul collides in your heart just like your spirit does. And the abundance of it is what comes out. Everybody catching that? The abundance of that collision, the overriding presence of what that collision forms is what comes out of you. So, if you're into porn and into the word, if you're, I got real quiet. If you're into rated R movies and you feed on them six hours a day and you're not in the word, but yet you're saved, what's colliding in your heart? From the abundance of your heart What do you meditate day and night on? We know what Psalm 1 says. What do you think about? What do you fantasize about? Is it what you can do for God or is it what you can do to somebody? Just kind of getting a little real this morning. Anybody with me this morning? You see, we... We can't allow the viruses to come into our software, into our working system, because it clogs everything up. It causes it to freeze. Have you ever seen a computer? It just begins to freeze. You just can't use it. Antivirus software has to come in and remove it. The Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, able to pierce between joint and marrow, between soul and spirit. You want to have clarity? Somebody who says, well, I haven't heard from God in a long time. We'll quit living double life. God speaks to the wholehearted ones. He orchestrates the steps of the righteous. He doesn't... Yes, if you call on him in desperation, he says, draw near to God and I'll draw near to you. Absolutely. It then says, follows that, cry your eyes out. Don't pretend that everything's okay. It's not okay. Get to your knees. Say, God, I need you. I repent of my sin and come into my heart because I need you. Forgive me for being stupid, for walking in that old software. You gave me a new download. Forgive me for bringing that virus into my system with sin. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, I plead it and get it out of me. I don't want it anymore and I choose you. I'm to use your running software I'm going to use your manual and we're going to do something great for the kingdom come on why do we have sozo ministry because life happens and it doesn't always happen nicely and God never planned for the some of the things that have happened in your life ever But people continually, pridefully, knowing that they're hurt, pridefully, stone. It's pride. It's pride that says, I will not go get help. Even though Pastor Nolan, week after week and month after month, tells me I need it. I know I need it, but I refuse to go. Pride is stopping you from your future. It's until you say, "I, I, I need help. 
I can't do this alone. I, I want to put my past behind me, but it keeps dragging with me. My emotions, my hurt, my pain. It's your soul that needs to be renewed. And it's, in, it's keeping you from the flow, the flow of the Spirit of God. The flow to others. The flow in life. You see, you weren't supposed to be a lake. You're a river. The river of the living God is designed to flow. Not be dammed up with hurt and pain and anguish and sorrow and yesterday's pain and yesterday's anguish and yesterday's disappointment. No, there's a thing called the blood of Jesus that sets you free. It's not just a song. It's life. Oh, the blood. Oh, the precious blood of Jesus. It washes me white as snow. The Bible says, come in faith, not doubting. Don't play the field. Don't be double-minded. If you're doubly-minded, you're unstable, the Word of God says, in all your ways. It didn't say some of your ways. It says all. You're fickle. You don't know where you stand. So therefore, you don't know whose you are. Therefore, you don't walk in your identity. Therefore, where you move forward, you move 10 steps back because you don't stand on solid ground. And Jesus Christ is solid ground. He alone can save you. Listen, it's not multiple gods. It's not, it's, last time I read the word of God, it is not by Buddha. It's not by Muhammad. It's not by any other. It's by Jesus Christ and him alone. Him alone. So if you hear anything else, it's antichrist talk. If it's not Jesus, it's no one. And only Jesus. The Bible says, Jesus says, No one comes to the Father except through me. His name is Jesus. And I'm glad he's in my heart. And he put a software there. It is the software of heaven. And I don't bring sin to the party. No, I bring righteousness. I walk righteousness. I speak it. I hear it. I listen. And I I declare it. It's not the old way warmed over no it's a brand new creation it's new software in the word of god i flow in it i work in it i live in it and i'll become it as i do it luke 6 43 through 45 says jesus says you'll never find choice fruit hanging on a bad unhealthy tree and rotten fruit doesn't hang on a good healthy tree every tree will be revealed by the quality of fruit that it produces figs or grapes figs or grapes will never be picked off thorn trees people are known in the same way out of the virtues stored in their hearts Good and upright people will produce good fruit. But out of the evil hidden in their hearts, evil ones will produce what is evil. For the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. In the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about being wholehearted. I have a question for you. Are you wholeheartedly His? Or is there something holding you back from being a wholehearted follower of Jesus Christ? Is there... A relationship that you pursue more than you pursue him. Is there something that you want to achieve more than being with him? 
do you hunger for something more than you hunger for righteousness? What do you long for? What do you hope to accomplish with your life? Real questions. What do you want to achieve by, if you gain riches, what do you want to achieve by them? Is it to expand the kingdom of God? Or is it to expand your legacy? It's okay to have wealth. It's not okay if it has you. A heart yielded to God uses finances as a tool. Whenever the master calls for them, you're ready to release. Strategize. Plan. All to build the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these things, there's translation says, will be added to you abundantly. But he loves you too much to give it to someone who has an unrenewed soul. Until it's renewed, then you prosper even as your soul prospers in every way. God's way. I think I'm going to stop here this morning. The Holy Spirit yearns he yearns for you yearn it's a good word look it up he yearns jealously longs to have relationship with you you, you, you let's go back to this He's in us by covenant through the blood of Jesus, through the sacrifice and through our confession and our commitment and his God's amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I am now saved. I'm set free. I'm a child of God. Yet, I can walk in that revelation but not get, walk in the revelation of the unre- because of an unrenewed soul. I literally walk and I don't carry his presence, but yet he's in me. Difference. It's the difference between being a thermometer and a thermostat. A, thermostat. a thermometer reacts to the room. The thermostat shifts the room. The challenge in this hour, the challenge in this hour but it's totally possible is to be a totally yielded vessel wholeheartedly for the Lord that carries the kingdom reality wherever you go. So you talk kingdom, you listen kingdom, you look for kingdom because you're a kingdom. You're of the kingdom We're not of this world. We're from somewhere else. It's the kingdom of heaven. So therefore, wherever we walk, we're bringing that reality with us. And whatever's dysfunctional in this planet, which there's a bunch of it, have you noticed? That we help bring the answer because we're a life that's already yielded to the master. I'm going to ask you something this morning because I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to ask you this morning, what is it that you're holding back from God in your heart? What is it? If he doesn't have all, he says, love the Lord. 
someone came up to Jesus and said, what's, what's, the, what's the most important? What's the most important of the commandments? And Jesus says, well, you can wrap it all into this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. What's going to happen when you do that? You'll be able to love your neighbor as yourself. Why? I'm loving him with all so I can love everyone else with my all. Unless healing happens in your life, some of you this morning are holding on to a hurt and it's taking a compartment of your heart that cannot be wholly given to God because you're holding on. Jesus provided for you no matter what you've walked through to bring healing to you. His victory was complete. So that your victory can be complete. What is it that you're holding on to in your heart that's taking any place that God wants to take in your life? I say, and the Lord is saying today, lay it at the cross. Lay it at my feet and leave it there. He loves you so much. That's why he saved you. That's why he sent his son, Jesus. But not just to have any life, but to have a life more abundantly. An abundant life. You can see why you can walk and rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and never give thanks because you're walking in a renewed soul. Does that make sense? And from that, life is good. It doesn't matter what comes at you. Life is good. Why? Because the life isn't what we're facing. The meaning of life is in your heart. And it's being renewed day by day. Because your mind is in tune with the word of God. Your soul is saying, you're saying, shut up, soul. Some of you this morning, you had to say, shut up, soul. We're going to church. No, stay in bed a little longer. You deserve it. You had a long week. Just stay in bed. You don't need to hear what Pastor Nolan has to say about the soul. Some of you barely made it here because the soul said, no, don't get up. Stay in bed. Go eat lunch. Go to the beach. You deserve it. Your soul says stuff like that. Your soul says stuff to you like, You don't need healing. You're okay. You have the right. You have every right. You have every right to be mad, to be angry. You don't have to forgive. That was, that was egregious what happened to you. You don't, need, you don't need healing from that time that you were abused when you were a child. You don't need healing. You're okay. So I want to encourage you this morning as we stand. Let's stand. What's, what's taking a place of God in your heart? Because he wants all. Here's the thing. God does the great exchange even today. He'll take your hurt and he gives you peace. He takes your sorrow and gives you joy. He takes your dysfunction and he brings you alignment. Why? His new software system is the best software system on the planet. It brings alignment. I'm going to have Brittany sing for me. Where'd you go, Brittany? Oh, yeah, come on, babe. I love this girl who's now a woman, 25 years old, yesterday. Yeah, isn't that cool? 25 years. I can't believe it. I feel really old. 
You're amazing. Terry, you're amazing. I had the privilege of many times, but this this last Thursday of being in her accessory room with, with Terry and she just shines. But Terry's birthday was yesterday too. Happy birthday, Terry. I know. You see, we're family. Family. Absolute family. Look around, your family. This is your family. Eternity, you're going to be seeing each other all eternity. Hey, remember when? It's cool, man. Think about it. And eternity lasts a long time. <laughs> I mean, a long time. I, there is no time. It just continues. I say what I say this morning because we're family. And I don't want to see any of you walking in dysfunction of a clouded heart. A broken heart that God wants to heal. Dysfunction that he wants to fix. Sorrow that he wants to heal. He wants to bring joy. I... I don't want to see you walking in. I want to see you walk in freedom and victory that's already been provided for. We are more than overcomers through Jesus Christ. But you've got to work out what he's worked in you. you got to. It's your job. But we're to help. The Holy Spirit, only the Holy Spirit and you can identify what you need help in. But only you only you can say, yo, I need help. If, if that's you today, we're here. We're here. This means phone. Phone. This means email. This means text. Just call away. You don't have to walk it out by yourself. You say, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with it. Give us a call. Email. Text. Right now, you can make a commitment to say, God, I give you all my heart. I don't... If I hold on to this by myself and not rely on you, I'll screw it up. So I'm going back to the user's manual. I'm going back to you that says, Father, I need you to orchestrate this. I'm going back to your word. I'm going back and I lay it at your feet. I I don't want it. I'm, I'm tired of holding it and I give it to you. You might be here and you're like, I, 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 put, I put other things before you, God. I put other things first. And I, I'm sorry, I repent of that. Because in putting something before you, I've let that take my heart's place. And you're not number one. Therefore, you don't have all of my heart. I don't know where you're at today. Wholehearted followers say, yes, Lord, there's no such thing as no. There's no no in Jesus be Lord of my life. And when he says something, we say no. Mm, That's not a wholehearted follower of God. So maybe you need to check where God said yes and you said no. And you got a clue what needs to change. Where God put a yes and an exclamation, you put a no and a period, you need to find out and you need to repent and say, God, I give you my heart. Does that make sense? Where he put a yes with an exclamation, do not put a no with a period. He's waiting on you. Some of you, he's already given you, he's already given you the yes and you've already given him the no. There needs to be a change. I want you just to bow your head and just contemplate just for a moment. Holy Spirit, I want Brittany to sing this song. 
Let's just bow our heads and pray. Listen.
I want, to, I want us to read it right quick. Proverbs chapter 4, 20 through 23. Awesome. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you. And pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. So, Father, I just thank you tonight, this morning. I thank you this morning that, God, that you are working in every life in this room. You love each and every one of us, those who are on the call. Father, I just pray that you will, that, Lord, there will just be such a resolve in your people, a resolve in us. We make it our resolve, Father, to live wholeheartedly for you. Help us to be sensitive to the Spirit as we read your word, sensitive to the Spirit at all times. And as we read your word, that Lord, we listen. We listen carefully to the prompting and the move of the Spirit to make changes. We don't have to make the changes alone. We make the changes by your Spirit. It's not by might, it's not by power. It's by your spirit. Everything was everything was provided for at Calvary. You made the perfect sacrifice. And you had the perfect victory so that we can walk in wholeness. I pray in Jesus name that we will be holy spirit driven men and women of God yielded to the Spirit, flowing in the Spirit, and that your presence will rest upon us so that others will have an encounter, a fresh encounter with Jesus Christ and your love. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that prayer, can you say amen? Amen. Tonight, we are going to have prayer. It's different. We made a change because Father's Day is next week and it would have been the normal time that we would have prayer. But we decided to shift it to this Sunday night. So we understand if you can't come, but if you can come, we'd love to have you. This Sunday night, we're going to be in, not in here, but we're going to be in the uh, prayer room, in the equipping room. So if you come, come to that door right over here where you enter in by the not these front ones, but the entrance over here on the side. Come in that way, and we'll be right there on your right for prayer at 6, 6, 6 o'clock. The other thing is, if you came prepared to give today, the gentlemen, our dear brothers, are waiting for you back there. You can give there, or you can give online, or you can bring a check. We'll take them in the mail as well. God bless you. We love you blessed because you are blessed by the way by the way it is really awesome to see victoria and justin this morning way cool and uh we love you guys love you so much god bless you